Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey, everybody. Can you guys believe this is episode 93? It's really, really hard, actually, for me to wrap my head around that we are at this space. And each week, I just get more and more excited and there's more passion and there's more fuel and I'm hearing more positive feedback from all of you and that just fuels this fire even more. So to all of you who have been here from day one or this is episode one, thank you. Thank you for making this a part of your day, this passion project of mine that I care so deeply about, knowing that it impacts and reaches somebody that needs to hear the message is exactly why I created this podcast. And I talk about this in today's podcast with my guest, Marie Perry, but the universe has this crazy, crazy way of working out in the exact way that it's supposed to. And if you've been here for more than one of the 93 episodes of Fit and Fierce, you've heard me say that a zillion million times, but it shows up over and over and over again. And I had reached out to Marie in the spring, so probably maybe six months ago, and asked her, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Can we talk about yoga? You're a yoga instructor. I'm crazy about yoga, but terrible at actually doing it. You guys know that to be true. Um, And I think there's so much wisdom that we don't know about yoga and so many things that we can learn. Like, I think the listeners would love it. And she agreed, but it just didn't really work out um, for us to get together to record this. And podcasting isn't the thing that makes her feel the most comfortable. So thank you, Marie, for doing this. But as we were touching base um, just a few days before recording this, she said, can we maybe talk about something that I'm going through? Can we talk about me dealing with infertility? And she said that she wasn't in a space before to talk about it, but is working through a lot now and opening up to that and realizing that this message is so important for others to hear and to share. And I'm beyond honored that she was willing to speak to this Um, and to tell you all of her struggles and be very open and real and vulnerable and really, really, really exemplify exactly what this podcast was about. It's about owning your story and sharing it and not letting those, those words or those feelings or the emotions or that, that plot right now rule you, but taking power over it and saying life can deal you a really fucking shitty hand sometimes, but I have a choice of what I want to do with it. And Marie is such a light, and I'm beyond grateful to know her. I'm beyond grateful that she used this platform to share. And all of you guys, if you're dealing with this or know somebody who is in in the trudges of this or who maybe has, you're going to take away so much from that. And the the way that she's going to impact you and the way that she impacted me was so profound. Welcome, Marie. Hello. I always love to start by, of course, having the guest say who they are. Nobody describes you better than yourself. So who are you? Well, um, hello, everyone. Like I said, my name is Marie. 
Um, I am 31 years old. Uh, I am a pretty strong extrovert. So if I ever get to meet any of you in person, um, you'll probably pick that up pretty quickly. (laughs) I have, I don't know. I have the most amazing life. I have awesome friends, family. I am a wife to such a strong husband. I feel like I'm just going to say amazing all the time. That's okay. (laughs) It is. You can say that word as many times as you want. Yeah. I am a middle sister. So I have two, I'll say wonderful, two wonderful sisters. So an older and a younger, hence uh, being in the middle. Um, I'm a daughter to two incredible parents. I mean, we just had such a wonderful childhood. Uh, My mom comes from a family of 14 siblings, and my dad comes from 12. And so I've grown up just surrounded by um, so many people who love and support me, and just so many people. (laughs) I think I don't know the exact number. I think it's like 80 or 85 first cousins. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. So big families, which is a lot of fun. Let's see. I have three fur babies who hopefully won't be too <laughs> in the background here. Uh, we have two cats and a big dog. Um, let's see. Professionally, uh, I graduated from college with a marketing degree, which – basically just taught me how to work in groups with people (laughs) as an extrovert that's a good quality to know (laughs) yeah um I don't know I feel like with a marketing degree you can kind of do anything but I worked at a couple different professional services firms um and had some good experiences and what else um I played college hockey if you would meet me um you maybe that wouldn't be the first thing that would come to mind um, I'm not too large and beefy, um, but I played college hockey, so that was a big part of my life growing up, and um, yeah, I played a little bit after I graduated, but that is um, now just a bag of really expensive gear in my basement. <laughs> like most of our hobbies eventually become. Yeah, right? Uh, but I'll, we'll still... Um, play in the winter it's nice to have those fun winter sports if you live in Minnesota to keep you busy so yeah I spent I don't know about 10 years between college and post-college living in the Twin Cities lived worked played up there I met my husband in the summer of 2012 uh, and I totally wrote him off because he lives in southeastern Minnesota and I knew he was going to after I drunkenly googled him the night we met (laughs) I love it. I love this story so very much. I know. It's hilarious. And I was like, nope, I think the Twin Cities is as far south as I will go in Minnesota. And here I am, you know, how many, seven years later. Embracing it all. Um, So we moved here in 2015. Can you still hear me? I can. Yep. Okay, good. Uh, We moved to the small town we live in here in 2015. And we've been here ever since. And yeah, throughout that time, since we've lived here, I became a yoga teacher. I became a 
cat and dog mom. I became a house owner and, um, you know, switched up careers a little bit. I transitioned from a full-time gig to now working part-time at my husband's dental office. He's a dentist, as, as you know, Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I teach some yoga. So. And first of all, I always love when people introduce themselves because I love to hear how people describe themselves. It's something that really, really always intrigues me. It's um, hard. It's it is hard to do. It's like, who am I? Well, yeah. How do I wrap this up? Like, yeah. do you want it long? Do you want everything? How do, do I describe my myself? Color? It's yeah. green. <laughs> sure. Let's hear it. Let's get to know you. <laughs> And the interesting part about, I'll kind of explain this to the listeners, um, in this conversation that we had is I think that the universe works, I know that the universe works in the way that exactly as it is supposed to. And I had approached Marie maybe this spring. Yeah. Um, maybe and just said, yeah, like, do you want to come on the podcast? You're doing yoga. It's a piece that we talk a lot about on here, but I don't really have, you know, the experience, the knowledge, the background can you come and talk about yoga? And she agreed and it just didn't really work out to do scheduling stuff. And so kind of here we are months, months later and not exactly the topic that we had in mind, but I think the topic that we need to be talking about today is what we're going to really, really dive into. And a topic that I will let Marie kind of dive into, but it is her story with infertility right now. And it's taken space for her to get to talk about that. And we respect that because I can't imagine what that is like. Um, but I know that it is a topic that many of the listeners have struggled with or currently. And I think that it will shed a lot of light on just being open and honest and having a platform to talk about a topic that is horrific to deal with. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, transition. I wasn't, um, quite sure how I would kind of bridge that. Um, but I think the best way to kind of dive into that is you think you know how your life is going to go. You know, I met Isaac, my husband, you know, first comes love, love, then comes marriage. Then you think, you know, maybe comes a baby for us right now, you know, then comes infertility. Um, and so it's I something that I hope the listeners don't have to deal with. Um, from what I know, one in seven or eight, I don't know the exact statistic, deal with infertility or have trouble conceiving. Um, and that sucks. That's a really big percentage of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, another statistic I think is like one in four, one in five women have unexplained infertility. And that's the ballpark that I fall in. So a lot of unknown, you know, you fall into that um, little section of just like, what the hell is going on? Like, why isn't this working? I spent how many years (laughs) trying not to get pregnant? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> well, true. I mean, something is like we, yeah, that like it's almost like this fear mongering thing, like rightfully yeah. so. But like that's what your focus is on for a huge percentage of your life, your early life. 
Um, so yeah, it was just unreal to talk about a few months ago. And I feel like I'm finally at a place through doing a lot of work um, to be able to talk about it and really hoping that if you are dealing with infertility, that this makes you feel less alone, um, makes you feel like you have that support, whether or not you feel like you you do. Um, and also, if you're not dealing with infertility, like maybe translating this struggle that I have and many others have into, you know, what you're going, what you're currently going through, whatever that is, whether it's, you know, relationship struggle or, I mean, infertility, yeah, it's hard, but like there are so many other hard things like the loss of a child, the loss of anyone in someone's life, Um, you know, whatever it is, just feeling like the few things that I have to share that's kind of helped me get to a, a point in my life that I can talk about my struggle, talk about, you know, something that hasn't been super easy for me um, and kind of what I've done to get to a place that makes it feel okay. You know, I can handle this. Like, I got this. Like, I'm strong. But also realizing, you know, it's okay not to be okay. There's, like, so many questions in that. Like, I want to (laughs) dive into and unpack. Um, I know. But we will start with, I think, one thing that um, was really, really eye-opening for me again as you sent me the text that you did and kind of said, like, maybe, like, we can talk about this was – we never know what somebody's going through. No. You You know, it looks like a shiny package on the outside. Like you said, like you have a, you have a great life. Like you Mm -hmm. have quote unquote, all of the things, Mm -hmm. but we don't see the struggle that everybody is carrying around. No matter again, as you said, whether that's infertility or grief or relationships or whatever you are struggling with. Yeah, everyone's got their shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, and some of it, you know, just doesn't show up until certain times in your life. I was listening to, I I did listen to a couple of your podcasts, and the last one with um, the Rose, Rosie. Yeah. From talking about, like, Saturn, like, stuff happening in, like, your late 20s, early 30s, and I was like, bingo, Yeah. Well, it's just kind of this point of like point in time in your life where you're really in adulthood. Yeah. And suddenly the burdens and the ease of the burdens of what adulthood can sometimes bring are really upon you. Like it's, it's hard. Yeah. Life gets real. I mean, it does. You got to figure stuff out. And I think too, like, Stuff, you know, stuff comes up that maybe you shoved down in the past that you were able to just, like, get through. Um, But, like, you got to deal with that. And there's been stuff, like, I haven't just been dealing with infertility. Like, there's stuff from, you know, years ago that was like, oh, I just kind of let that go. But it's like, when stuff gets hard, everything feels hard. And everything kind of comes to surface, I feel like. Um, and it just feels so good to kind of get a clean slate and just, I don't know, kind of get back to who you are. I don't know. It's this, yeah, maybe it's what you guys kind of talked about, like this midlife crisis type thing, not crisis, but I don't know. 
you're like, you're not a little kid anymore. Like you got to grow up and face the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned that through this, like you kind of fall into this category of this unknown and that you've had to put in a lot of work to start to feel whole. What is some of that work, Marie? Uh, It's a lot of big things and a lot of little things me to wrap it up it wrap it up if you need no (laughs) we want all of it we need all of it so okay I kind of broke it up into five ways that I nourish my body and my mind so ways that I am building my fertility but also building my ojas and that is an Ayurveda term um you can think of ojas as kind of the container that holds your energy so I'm sure if you've heard you need to fill up your cup I guess a little background um we started not trying in the fall of 2017 to have a child um gave it about a year nothing worked um got a lot of not a lot some blood work done there was some red flags and I don't need to go into all the details of it I don't really know if I really want to because well, and everyone's story is different so yeah. I mean ultimately yeah. like that is for you it doesn't mean that that's the same so right like also it's just not that interesting like it's <laughs> a lot of doctors doctor appointments it's a lot of um uncomfortable <laughs> I don't know procedures tests mm-hmm. um I'm terrible at giving blood and so I have learned how to <laughs> not pass out now every time uh. I give blood. <laughs> Um, and so that was 20, yeah, the summer of 2018 is when we kind of started our appointment. So it's been a whole year now. We're at the point now where we've, we've tried what we've tried and, um, yeah, we're, we're going for the big IVF and that's coming this fall. You know, when this podcast goes out, I'll probably be kind of in the thick of it. And so things I've been doing this past couple months and things I will continue to do um, up until that point, during that point, um, I'd like to share with you guys. So I'm filling up my cup. Uh, There's a lot of things that you can do. These, again, are just the things that kind of work for me. Megan, you can chime in and say, you know, Marie, that's that's no, right. that's, you know, it doesn't matter. That's your real honest, again, everybody is so different. And yeah, this is what worked for me. Yes, exactly. Um, so I guess the first thing that I really got, kind of had to figure out is I just focused on the basics. Like with anything you're going through, man, Google has all the information and more. Is that good or bad? I was going to say, is that a positive both yeah yeah um yeah like I've learned so much about my body and things I never even you know thought I'd need to learn or know about but that's for with anything I think Google is a scary a scary place sometimes because it's just overwhelming um so just focusing on the basics and what that really means is fueling my body and my mind um I'm going to chime in and pull a Rachel Hollis, drink the water, eat the salad and sleep, like Mm -hmm. get back to the basics, Um, take care of your body, take care of your mind, you know, remove the process crap. 
like you know what's like shitty food like you know um like anything that I don't know comes in a box that's not whole you know nutritious foods like eat the basic foods um one thing and one person that I came across I don't even know how I found her really transformed my um I would say the way I eat the way I make my meals is a woman named Kelly Levesque. She is a health consultant. I think she actually works with, I know she actually works with a lot of celebrities. Um, her website or Instagram is Be Well by Kelly. Um, big fan of her. She educates people about more so to sustain their blood sugar, which I think really helped me kind of balance out my hormone levels as well not that that's helped me get pregnant by any means but just helped me feel like a better version of myself so her whole philosophy is eating a fab for a meal and what that means is having a protein a fat a fiber and greens on your plate or maybe in your smoothie she has a lot of smoothie recipes and before I kind of dove into really what I was putting in my body I thought I was eating healthy I was eating the spinach. I was eating all the fruit, like, all day. And I was starving. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just wasn't fueling my body correctly. So, again, finding what works for you. For me, that was just changing um, just a little bit, tweaking what I was putting in my body. Um, Also, a huge fan of an Ayurveda approach. I know you've um, had Amy on your Mm -hmm. podcast before. And if you don't know what Ayurveda is, I just highly recommend Googling it. It is just this amazing tool, um, kind of for life. (laughs) It is. It applies to everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just having to do with what you eat. So, just little things like, again, I thought I was eating healthy. I was eating all the raw vegetables that I could. You know, I was eating the salads. I was eating the raw carrots. But what I've found is my body does better if I cook my vegetables. I can more easily digest them. Um, I eat my largest meal, or I try to, uh, eat my largest meal at lunch in Ayurveda that you're your digestive fire is strongest in the middle of the day. And so, eat, you know, I found eating a smaller meal in the evening makes me feel better, makes me sleep better. Again, getting back to just the basics. What, what makes you feel better? Um, I'm drinking the water, I'm eating, and I'm sleeping better. I've cut out some dairy, which I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I love ice cream. <laughs> but I can live without it. Um, Another thing I started to cut out just, I don't know, kind of for the fun was gluten. I still eat it. Again, everything balance, 80-20. I feel like you can apply that to everything. Mm -hmm. I don't have a sensitivity. It's more so I think when you eat gluten, you're eating, you know, just more processed stuff. Um, And so just trying to think about, do I really need that? bun on whatever you know is there an alternative that I could have again not because I I don't 
know the specifics of how gluten affects everyone. Um, but for me, I, I'm not super affected, thankfully, um, but just a choice that I've made to try and cut out. Uh, kind of obvious, less sugar, less alcohol. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> just getting down yeah, to the basics. Like the you basics. said, like we, like, we know, I don't like a label of good or bad with food, yeah. whatever it is, but we ultimately know what is a more nourishing food and what is not. Correct. Yeah. So, and all of this, I would say to sum it up for, you know, fueling, nutrition, diet, whatever you want to call it, is I have found I've become a much more intuitive eater. And that takes practice. It's Mm -hmm. not easy. Um, I used to be hungry all the time because I just wasn't eating smart. I was snacking all the time, which I thought was healthy. And maybe that is for you. You know, maybe that's what works. It didn't work for me. I had to kind of train myself to say just because it's noon and that's when normally maybe lunch, like, are you hungry? Like, does that look good? Or maybe, you know, waiting a little bit or maybe I want to eat earlier. Um, Just listening to your body. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. I know. I mean... (laughs) It is. I mean, it's tricky and it's really tricky. Like you said, it's something that I've been open a lot on the podcast and work through of just like, am I doing this because I am hungry or I want it? Am I doing it because it's like you said, it's noon and at noon you eat lunch and at two you have a snack and at four you have a snack and like, does that fit well with me? Totally. And it's so hard. There are so many new fancy, not fancy. I don't, they're not fancy. <laughs> new diets. I don't know. Like there's just so many new trends and it's so overwhelming. I think with all of this, just life, like there's so many options. So finding a few things and what I hope people find is maybe there's a, a few new things, you know, that I'm saying that maybe resonate with you. Maybe it's like, oh yeah, duh, drink more water. Eat smart. You know what's healthy for you. It's just putting in the work to get you there. Um, And there's a lot. I get it. When I was looking, you know, trying to figure out what supplements to take, you know, again, like, what am I putting in my body? There's so much out there. And my biggest advice would be like, just don't go overboard. You know, a lot of what hopefully where you're getting your nutrition is from your food. Um, But I do know that, you know, there are many instances of needing supplements. Um, One thing that I do find has really helped me, especially in the evenings, just kind of relax for the day is I take a magnesium supplement. It's either in a tablet form or I use the natural calm, the powder. It goes into warm water. It's kind of like a nice kind of end cap to my day, like kind of one of the last things I put in my body. Um, there's just, there's so many things, especially I feel like when it is pertaining to infertility, like it's, it's so hard to know what to do. And as helpful as doctors are, like they're, they're not going to want to tell you if you take these five pills, you'll get pregnant. You know, Mm -hmm. they'll, you know, recommend, I don't, you know, taking the prenatal, maybe a few other things. I don't know. Like I didn't get that specific because that's really not what I think is going to 
work help me like I don't know I, I also agree that supplements can totally just be a placebo effect and if that works for you awesome <laughs> I was gonna ask first of all I strongly believe that as well and I was gonna ask you know you said like Google has been such a tool for you but how do you weed out in that like right really what what should I be taking and what what is putting in my body that's going to help me and not I'm just not gonna pee out fifty dollars of supplements. Yeah, which I've definitely done. Oh yeah, me too. I love all that stuff. So I'm like, sure, I'll try this crazy new thing. Yeah. Um, I think that really goes back to trying to listen to your body and it's hard. I I don't have a good answer for it. I've started to try and I think just educate yourself. Like what are these actually doing for my body? Am I getting this already maybe in my multivitamin or prenatal, you know, where I don't need to take maybe another B vitamin or zinc or whatever it is? Um, You know, there's resources out there. I've, you know, asked. Yeah, you can ask your doctors. I mean, I I don't have I would say I don't have the answer because I think there's too much. There's too much out there. And also, like, how do you know what brand to get? Mm hmm. You know, and that's where I will say Amy, again, has been a resource. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, she's a mutual friend of us. Like, she is such a resource. She is a wealth of knowledge. And you, Megan, as well. Well, and I think that um, for everyone who doesn't know, we're talking about Amy Sapola, who is yeah. our mutual friend. Um, and Amy is a functional medicine practitioner yeah. and a, a pharmacist, like a yes. doctor of pharmacy. So thankfully, we have this amazing tool in the back of our pocket <laughs> that we get to call on. But in the same way that Marie said, like, educate yourself, find somebody who actually is educated on this or in this realm and ask whether, and maybe that's not your physician. Maybe you don't feel aligned with what that physician's telling you. That's okay. But there are a million avenues, but just be smart about who you are calling on and what you're using. Oh, another just basic tool, fill up your cup, is move your damn body. Um, You know, whatever that means, if it's going on a walk, doing yoga, running, whatever, um, like moving the energy in your body. So again, moving your body, but maybe that's finding stillness. And that has been huge for me. Um, I was a high school college athlete like I wasn't doing something unless I was dripping in sweat like I was just gonna say you know just speaking for somebody who might struggle with this as well (laughs) right yeah what where is finding that balance and how do you actually get honest about what you need oh it's I it's so hard. I've tried to stop shooting on myself. Like I mm. should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like, I'll be honest. I still am trying to learn how to meditate every day. Like I know me it's good for too. me. We like, can, I will join your club there. Like, I know it's good for me. I know all the benefits. Like if you're listening to this, like if you haven't heard that meditation also is good for you, if you don't know, you should be drinking the water. Like if you just do those two things, like, I don't know why it's so hard. Um, but I think especially, yeah, like, Megan, we're, we're, we, I don't, 
we just go be- and we like to go and it yes. feels good and it's yes. what we've known yes and yeah. I will I will ask you this I will I know how I feel about it and then I will reflect that to you Marie do you think that you struggle in meditating or finding the stillness because that might make you bring up emotions or feelings that you are trying to suppress yes and no I think um, you know, if you asked me that a year ago, 100% yes. I think it's, I've gotten to a point where I've accepted that this is something that I know is good for me. And I'm, I've been willing to deal with the crap. And I know that this makes me do that sometimes. And that's okay. I think, yes. So yes, I, I will agree that it was really hard to find that stillness um, because it was too overwhelming. It was a lot easier to move. Mm -hmm. Um, But now it's just finding that habit. I mean, habits are hard. It's, it's adding in, you know, another routine um, and thinking that or acknowledging that it's medicine in a different form. It's a different form of supplement. Um, But it's just, you know, for 30 years, I broke a sweat to kind of find that release, that shift of energy in my body. And knowing now that that's maybe not what my body needs. I know that's not what my body needs. Like, yeah, a portion of it. Um, But going back to Ayurveda, like, I have a lot of pitta in me. Um, I need to find more kapha. And I need to, so kapha is finding that stillness, that slow down the meditation, the grounding, instead of pittas, that fire, that go-getting, that competitive, like, that's me, like, to a T, if you think about, you know, balancing out those different cups in life, you know, my competitive fire cup is high, like, I need to fill up those other cups, slow it down, like, find that, that time to just be still, you know, and I, I tell people that in my yoga classes, you know, like, I preach it, but you got to practice it. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one thing too, that I came to the realization I have been playing around with some breath work and um, some different kind of ways of meditation. And I finally, finally, finally realized that the story that I had told myself was when I run or when I work out, that's my medicine. That's where I clear my mind. That's what mm-hmm. I do. And finally, after a breath work course, I was like, but I really don't. Like, that's kind of my, like, feel-good drug. Like, it can it makes me feel good, mm-hmm. but it's really not the space that is restorative and yeah. healing for me. Yeah, it's that, you know, yin and yang and mm-hmm. you know, finding that space to find more yin in your life. Um, yeah, it's magic. Like, there is magic in yoga. There really is in the meditating, in the breathing. Like, it's pretty powerful, so you know, again, I'm preaching this, I got to practice it. It's focusing on those basics. You know, I'm not perfect. I know that. Well, and I appreciate when anybody can say that too. Like I'm so vocal with all of the one-on-one clients and with my clients and the ladies at work, like, listen, I can tell you exactly what you need to do. Please do not think that I have any of that mastered myself. Yeah, no. And that's, you know, that's what's fun is it's, and that's why I do man like yoga it's just so it's so cool it's 
just applies to so many different aspects of your life. Um, I don't know. It's, I just can't describe it. It's just magic. Um, so moving the energy. And then also another thing is like, to sum it up, I would say like clearing the energy around you, like whether or not that's with Palo Santo or carrying crystals or whatever. But like when I think of it is I just feel better if my stuff is cleaned up. And I mean like my clutter, like the clutter, like Mm -hmm. physical clutter in the mind, like hashtag Marie Kondo. Oh, yes. Like, yes super fan over here um like my husband he's the one that coined this term like reduce clutter gain clarity you know like that does not help me fill up my cup when my when my house my room my bathroom whatever it is like my desktop um my car you know like if things are just and not like in a obsessive compulsive way but in like a very healthy, um, just kind of declutter sense. Um, It can just feel really heavy when, at least that's how I feel, like when I feel like the space I'm in is just a mess. Like that is a reflection for me of how my life feels. So There's just space when it's cleaned up. Like you just have room to breathe and move. Yes, exactly. More room for dance parties. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So all of this, you know, the basics is just doing what feels good, finding the balance, you know, finding space in, in your life. Um, I guess we're only on number two, you guys (laughs) join in. That's okay. (laughs) This is important. Um, so I guess this really kind of does pertain more to infertility but it could be you know any part of your life is to stop focusing on the timeline and not putting pressing pause on your life so for me a lot of this was if we get pregnant this month you know we'll be due around this time oh wouldn't that be so fun we could do a cute Christmas announcement and blah 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 I'll be pregnant with so and so like let go of that you just I stopped. Is there mourning in that? Like, is there grief in that? Yeah, I think so. Especially, I think when it comes to the first couple, I think the first year, that was really hard, you know, because it was like, this will be my last summer that I'll be able to go water skiing because, you know, I'll be pregnant by Mm -hmm. next summer, you know, and then next summer goes around and Like, yeah, I'm really excited. I can go water skiing whenever I want, but, like, that's not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, for sure. Um, I will say holidays are super hard. Like, you know, I've gone through one or two Mother's Days of still just being a cat and dog mom, which (laughs) is just fine. But, you know, for me, that's, not what you want not what I wanted um so I will say the holidays are really hard um I delete Instagram and Facebook off my phone because as beautiful as everyone's posts are and how happy I am for you like I just know that that's a trigger for me and it doesn't make me feel good that's really powerful to say too because that's 
sometimes we feel like, oh, I can't admit that or I can't think or feel that way. But it's true. And that's okay to do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So we want things to look different, um, you know, and sometimes a calendar, especially in infertility, you know, you're tracking months. Everything. Yeah, everything. Um, you know, the months of the year um, just become more of a reminder of kind of what you don't have. But then that's where, you know, I have really try and shift towards kind of what is and what's present and what do I have right now to be thankful for. So, yeah, focusing on letting go, like letting go of the timeline and also don't pause your life. Like it's so it's been so hard of like trying not to think about, well, I would be I could be, you know, in the first trimester. So I won't want to take this trip yet or you know, I don't know if we should do that because this or that, um, like you have zero control. Like I do, like, I don't have any control of this. Like, let's just still let life unfold and do the things that we want to do. Um, yes, we have to maybe buy trip insurance in case, (laughs) (laughs) um, but that's okay. So, um, moving on, we're, we're making it, we're making it. There you are going. Um, another big thing that, again, I heard time and time again that I've done, starting a gratitude journal. Mm. Like, hands up. Like, yes, mm-hmm. do this. Um, grab a notebook, a piece of paper. There's apps out there. I don't know. Like, don't let the the reason of, like, I don't have a pretty journal, like, hold you back. Um, it's very powerful, and I didn't believe it until I started doing it. Like, it changes your mindset well I've shared before too like you don't need the fancy gratitude journal is it fun yeah yeah honestly before my feet touch the ground in the morning I say three things that I'm grateful for every day no matter what shit storm I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. in my life I find three things and it might be the dumbest things but there's three of them and at least I start that way and then if I want to add it into my fancy journal or app or whatever I can Mm -hmm. but I know that I've set my intention that way that day yeah it's I honestly find like so much joy in finding just the most ridiculous things to be Mm -hmm. for (laughs) but again I do gratitude is like magic um and I think of it as it's like like negative thoughts you know stress like that tips your cup like empties your cup and I feel like gratitude just like fills that back up you know, it's like the opposite to all those negative things that happen in life. Um, so, yeah, whether you do it in the morning, like I do think that's a great time, whether you do it as kind of like your end cap for the day, whether like I'll do it when I remember, like, I don't know. I just I would highly recommend it. And I heard so many people talk about it and it didn't really ring true until I started doing it. And it's such a subtle shift but it makes a huge difference. It's just a cumulative little bit by little bit. It starts to make a change. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Thanks for summing that up. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay. The fourth thing I would say, and these are in no particular order, would be to focus on your relationships. Um, Specifically for me, this has been the relationship with my husband. Um, But whatever relationship is important to you, just make it stronger. And my, 
whether that's relationships, like just the people in your life. My husband is so strong, so stable, um, but he's still a man. <laughs> like a- any relationship, <laughs> there's a challenge. <laughs> like he gets it, but like he's not the only one that I've had to rally around to support me. Like mm-hmm. I have. And this is honestly why I am sharing this story is because there was a woman in my life who shared her infertility story who I felt um, welcome to reach out to for support. So, like, find that someone, whether that's your husband, whether it's, you know, a friend of a friend, you know, you, you just, whatever you're going through, like, life isn't meant to go through this stuff alone you know find your people and lean on them tell them you need help like it's okay not to be okay like let people help you and that's so hard especially for someone like again like I I'm driven I'm competitive I can do this I can figure it out like I got this well you know what (laughs) I can't do it all on my own I think there's always this really interesting balance too of what you were talking about before. I think it's a perfect lead in of like, yes, we need to be grateful and you need to let expectations go and you need to do all of the, the nice positive things. But guess what? You also really need to be sad sometimes. For sure. And you need to be mad and you need to be whatever it, you can't sit there, but you it's okay and you do have to feel that yeah feel all the feels the good the bad the messy the because if you don't they're just they're just gonna come right back up at the next hard thing that comes up in life you know maybe maybe not but I think they do we we are taught those lessons are given to us and they will manifest in every situation until you learn to manage them a little bit better Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, one way I would say, you know, this infertility is very hard on a marriage. Um, It just pushes the cracks that already, you know, kind of might be there just because we're human. Like no, Mm -hmm. like no couple is 100% perfect. And if they tell you are, they are, they are full of crap. Mm -hmm. Um. So, you know, just I think as we have our individual cups to fill up, um, this is just going to sound so corny, but like you need to fill up like your love cup together. (laughs) It's true. I mean, it's not like, yeah, Yeah. it's like that corny saying, but there's truth in that. Yes. So, you know, finding ways to like reconnect and like, yes, like 100% I have infertility on my mind like all the time um but trying to let that go and like what were the two of you like or whoever it is in your life um you know before you had to go through this like do the things that you know make you kind of recharge together as a couple I mean a tactical thing and that's what you know I hope listeners get away from this is like what are things I can actually do like I gave my husband a list list of things that he can do to help me when I'm feeling sad 
when I'm crying, when I come back from an appointment and I'm just, you know, pissed and livid and why me, why this, like, you know, when I'm feeling those negative emotions and my gratitude journal isn't going to help me, like, that's when I need to lean on those people in my life. Like, there is a reason we are in this together. Um, yeah. And that and has her- to take a lot to be able to sit down and write a list and say, this is what I need. <laughs> yeah. And they're silly. That's they're little things, you know, but just because so, when I'm in that space, I don't know what I need. I don't want to tell you what I need. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, guys, if you're out there and you, this is what you need to do when someone, a girl is crying, anyone, give them a hug, tell yep. them to be okay. Like, that's it. <laughs> Like you can't fix it, you can't do, but you can be that just support. Be there, yes, yeah, there, and that's basically what it is. Just ways that I know that I feel supported. Um, and lastly, I would say number five on my kind of list of things is to be proactive versus reactive in getting the help that you need. So. Yes, my husband is amazing. I have wonderful family and friends that I can lean on. But there is a reason there are therapists in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I used, you would ask me when I was in middle school or high school that I'd be promoting seeing a therapist. Um, like I would have been like, what? What? Like, I'm, I need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't figure out my life on my own. Um, I am a huge advocate of seeing a therapist. Uh, it is a luxury. You have a professional there with an outside perspective that is just there for you. They have no other intention but to support you through whatever you are going through. And infertility is a significant financial, emotional, and physical stress. I mean, this shit is so hard. It is so hard. And you got to deal with it. And if seeing a therapist helps you, please do that. If anything you're going in life, like you just feel that sense of overwhelm or, you know, it's just, you just don't know what to do next. Like there are people out there to help you. Um, you know, and I found a therapist through word of mouth. There are, there's a, I, I haven't tried it out yet, but I know of an online um, organization called Talkspace. I don't know, Megan, if you've heard of that before. Um, I think you can just find a therapist online and chat on your phone and talk with them like easy peasy. You know, I was, that was kind of my backup. Um, if I, didn't kind of vibe with the person that I found so and that is something that I did before I thought I actually needed it because I found it on Google actually (laughs) it was like one of the things you should do to help you know get you through in fertility so I mean that kind of goes back to the same too is like you're clearing out that clutter yes talking about something and just getting that out of your brain it's still, there's still going to be floating in there, but there's like just opening space of saying it and just being free and honest about it where it's like, okay, for a minute, this is out of my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, 
there's a lot of tears. I mean, it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I do understand that you can't do everything. Like, infertility is so expensive. Like, I'd, it makes me sick to my stomach of how much we've already spent um, and what we will. Like, mm-hmm. it's that in itself was probably the hardest thing to digest for me is just feeling that sense of guilt and overwhelm and then just thinking you know what (laughs) it is what it is and the thing is we're lucky that we we can do these treatments there are a lot of people and my heart goes out for you to you you know if you want to do some of these and you just can't like it is it's just really expensive and I know that Others, you know, it's not just me, like cancer, any sort of really, you know, treat treatments, they're, they're expensive. And that it's just hard. Again, it gets back to there's financial, emotional, physical stress that you go through. Um, And so that actually was like a big piece of one of, you know, my sessions with the therapist is just like, how hard that was to think about where we're spending our money and thinking that, you know, it was, it's my fault, you know, that we're having to do this. I was going to ask about that. Is that something that you really struggle with? Yes and no. Um, I think because I know that I'm not alone in this there, you know, it's unfortunately common Mm -hmm. Um, and as much as I hate to see other people go through this, it gives me comfort to know that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and to have, like I said, you know, finding those people that have been through this and to talk to them, like that has been a lifesaver. Um, but yeah, there's guilt. Um, and I think the the money is such a tangible thing. Like you can, you can see it where like, you know, you can't, yeah, I can feel the emotional, the physical stress of it, but it's not quite as tangible. Um, and so that, I think that's kind of been the hardest thing to stomach. I feel like there's something too with finances where again, it kind of comes back to what you had said in the beginning, like with finances for me, I really think like it's a plan, like that was not the plan mm-hmm. on how you're going to be allocating this money. Yes, you are lucky that you can find a way to do that. And you mm-hmm. have not lucky, but you've made a way to do that. But that's not the plan. Right. Yeah. And so that's where, again, you get back to like that kind of, you know, focusing on the timeline or thinking like, well, if we wouldn't have to spend all this money on this. We could have done this or that. It's like, mm-hmm. well, this is what it is and we yeah. got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess those are kind of the, the big five that I have. I, I just want to, you know, offer that as a way to help people just know that even – when you feel like you can't control everything because you can't, you can, there are things you can, you can eat, you can put good things in your body. You can write on a piece of paper, three things that you are grateful for. You know, you can take a date night with your husband or with your 
best girlfriend, whatever it is. And if you can, you know, get the help before you need it, like talk to someone, whether or not that's a therapist, maybe that's just your best girlfriend who's, you know, that's half my therapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can control your controllables. Yeah. 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 You're so good. Thanks for summing me up. You're welcome. That's, (laughs) that is part of my role here. That's, that's what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the one thing that you would tell somebody who's going through this? I would say to take care of yourself. Um, that's it. Like you, you are the most important part of this process. And if you don't take control of your mind, your body, your spirit, um, things can feel really overwhelming and it, it just makes the day-to-day grind of going to the appointments and going through all the highs and lows, just a tiny bit more bearable. If you kind of find that inner strength within yourself to say, you know, I got this, um, you know, I can handle what change is coming towards me. I am. I'm so grateful that you were part of this today. I'm very, very, very honored that you are sharing your story with the listeners. And I know that the lives that you're touching is going to be again, something I told you this in the beginning, and I truly believe it. Like you won't really understand the impact that this has on somebody. Um, and if it does reach out and let me or let Marie know, because you're, she said, you're not alone in this. Totally. You're not like I'm here. You want to, you want to vent, you want to chat, like, let me know. You want to talk food, poop, whatever. <laughs> she, she, she talks it all. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Just know it's okay not to be okay. Um, but you will be okay. And I always end up with a few questions. So I... Um, I'm always interested to know people's morning routine, but I like the very basic, like, what is the very first thing that you do in the morning, Marie? Uh, let's see. I do um, try to write in my gratitude journal, but if I don't, I would say, like, if I'm on traveling or whatever, the one thing I do do, do do, <laughs> is I have a tongue scraper. I scrape my tongue and it is awesome and it sounds super gross but it's not I scrape my tongue I rinse my mouth with warm water and I am ready to start my day Uh, I do as well and um, I have this insane thought and it's not insane but like it is my ritual of every time I scrape my tongue in the morning I'm like okay all of this I'm releasing anything that I process through the night anything Mm -hmm. that I'm still holding on to like I'm gonna clear it off and like now I'm fresh for the day yeah it's so true yeah. And it's gross, but it's really cool. I kind of like all that yeah. gooky stuff. Right? Yeah, it's very cleansing. Um, so I would say that's something even when I'm traveling, like something that I, you know, I bring with me. And what does being fierce mean to you? So many things. Um, I think the biggest way that I feel fierce is when I get out of my comfort zone. Um, talking on this podcast is very much out of my comfort zone. So, Which I, you would never know because you did extremely well. Thank you. The best, and I will say the most fierce things 
I've done have scared me shitless. Um, the, the scary things are where the magic is. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Um, and I'll say with this infertility, it is so out of my comfort zone, but I have learned so much about myself. It's taught me many new things and made me question so many things. And it's all out of my comfort zone. It's not fun. It's, it's, it's hard stuff, but I, I think there's, there is magic happening. Um, and so it'll be exciting to see kind of where this unfolds. Hmm. Again, Marie, thank you. Um, truly, truly and beyond grateful that you are, are talking about this and that you were open and willing to share this. And I'm glad that we didn't talk about yoga today. I wish that we could have, I didn't wish that this was this message. I'm glad that this to share with us. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.